Hello, I'm Stuart Preston, and this is the Stone Day Purports, where I have conversations with those who have changed their lives with the help of psychedelics. In this episode, I spoke with Holly, a functional medicine practitioner, and her story of trauma in a bad, well, let's call it dark, trip, and more. You can find Holly and her work at HarmonyFromWithin.com. You're going to enjoy this one, so let's welcome Holly. Holly, thank you so much for joining me here on the Stone Ape Reports. I'm really excited to, to speak with you. I know you and I had uh, some communications earlier um, and really kind of came to this by bringing up the, the subject of, quote, bad trips. And I know that you've had uh, a dark journey or some, some things you wanted to share. So um, first of all, thank you for being here. And, and being open and talking about this, but, you know, why don't we jump in and, and tell us about that journey? Yeah, you know, I'm really excited to be here, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my it's almost like I don't, yeah, it, it's almost like I don't know where to start, but basically, you know, these sacred medicines, psychedelic medicines, especially psilocybin and ayahuasca have honestly been like the ultimate assisters and facilitators to help me transform my life, you know, transform my brain, my nervous system, my body, and really, you know, let go of a lot of trauma that I didn't really realize I was carrying with me um, most of my life, but was totally wreaking havoc in basically every part of my life. Um, so that's really the main part is that it, I feel like I've just totally rewired my nervous system from the inside out and have really mm. healed a lot of past trauma that no matter, you know, how much counseling therapy I did, it just seemed like nothing was ever working. So you had been through that, the traditional routes before. Totally. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it. And so what, what brought you, you know, to the, to the medicines and, and then what was the journey like? Yeah. So, you know, there's this moment in my life when I first started nursing school where, you know, a lot kind of started coming up to the surface. There was a, an emotionally traumatic event that happened in my family I'm not going to go into detail with that, but basically mm -hmm. it just really caught, it was kind of the tip of the iceberg kind of event where my whole body broke down. Um, I couldn't handle any stress. You know, I almost quit nursing school. I was in so much, you know, pain, physical pain throughout my body. I couldn't even get out of bed. And wow. basically I went through the gamut of, you know, practitioners in the San Francisco Bay area with wonderful insurance and nobody could seem to pinpoint, you know, the root cause of what was going on with all these symptoms, you know, like brain mm. fog, just, you know, constantly in fight or flight and feeling really frozen and out of touch, you know, even suicidal at times. And um, yeah, I mean, basically, I felt like I just kept trying things, listening to my doctors, you know, I even tried medications that they gave me and it just made things worse. And, you know, it came to a point where I was very suicidal and I was in so much pain and wow. I started looking into psychedelics and learned that a lot of people healed themselves uh, with kind of similar things that I was going through at the time and basically I had nothing to lose and, you know, started yeah. kind of working with psilocybin at home with my close friends. Hmm. Yeah. And so basically, you know, the beginning for me was working with psilocybin in, you know, the forests in Berkeley, um, the Redwood wow. forests and basically, you know, taking the medicine with close friends and, you know, I felt really safe with these people, really comfortable. They knew a lot about, you know, you know, who I am and kind of my past. And, you know, I definitely felt safe enough to let things come up. And, you know, that's the mm -hmm. thing with these medicines is, 
you know, a lot can come up to the surface that's, you know, repressed and, you know, suppressed in our, in our mind and our body. And, you know, you don't even realize it's there, but basically, you know, the psilocybin was like the beginning of the journey that opened the floodgate to mm. a lot of what I was holding on to that was making me sick and really um, causing me to be in a lot of pain and, and suffer. And so with these safe friends, did you also do some research on, on set and setting and intentions and dosage and those kind of things? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, set and setting is everything when it comes to these medicines, you know, you have to feel safe in the area you're at, you know, with the people you're with and um, it really needs to be a, a sacred container that is, is very mm, safe. I like that. Cause yeah. a lot can come up. So what, so what, what then happened? You know, do you want to tell us about uh a specific journey that, that really had an impact on you? Maybe, maybe the one that you and I alluded to the quote, bad yeah. trip, you know, that, that really helped you. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, I, I don't really like to term it bad necessarily. Yeah. Um, yes, it feels bad. It could feel like you're dying literally sometimes, but you know, I just call it dark, you know, very dark experiences mm -hmm. when I take, you know, enough of the medicine um, where I journey deep enough and, you know, a lot of, basically a lot of past trauma within my current life. And, you know, that involved, you know, close family members, especially, you know, my parents came up, you know, um, you know, as a child, mm. you know, we all go through trauma, you know, no, no one's immune to trauma and trauma is just anything too fast, you know, too soon, too much, yeah. you know, to the nervous system where you can't process it. And, you know, I definitely went through a lot of that, you know, physical, emotional, sexual, you know, abuse and, and mm. neglect a lot. And, you know, I'm not going to go into details with that, but basically, um, a lot of that stuff came up in the sense of I was remembering things that I did not really, I wasn't able to recall. Mm. Um, and I was like reliving it. I, I literally felt like I, there was no sense of time when I was on these medicines in these dark moments. And I was, you know, a child again, going through these experiences, but, um, something behind the scenes felt like it was holding me. Like, you know, it was, allowing me to be safe and move through all this stuff and like almost like a, a voice uh, telling me that, you know, I'm, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, I kind of have to go through that in order to not be in so much pain and suffering. Well, so you felt like there was, you're going through this dark experience and these past traumas are, are bubbling back up to the surface, ones you weren't even aware of. But even with all that going on, you felt this presence back there that was kind of holding you and keeping you safe. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, wow. there's been times, you know, on these medicines where I literally hear a voice and it totally is like, it's not my voice. It's something outside of me. And, you know, usually it's a very feminine voice, almost like a, hmm. a woman, a mother um, who, yeah, is, is telling me, you know, everything's okay. And, you know, I'm exactly where I need to be, but, you know, I need to look at this. I need to shine the flashlight into these dark parts of myself that I've not processed. I did not, hmm. you know, um, move through as a child. Um, and I'm basically carrying with me. So, you know, I don't want to necessarily go into a trip report. Cause like I tell people, that's yeah. like hearing somebody's dream, but <laughs> it's, can you tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about what the experience was like and, or, and maybe you already have, you know, cause you, you got these past memories and the, these traumas bubbled to the surface, you know, so what else is there about the journey you might want to tell us? And then what was it like afterwards? I mean, yeah, I mean, basically with psilocybin and mostly actually ayahuasca, that's where I've gone even deeper. You know, it's just, it's a more potent um, medicine 
Um, and I basically have done these in ceremonies, you know, versus the psilocybin was just kind of by myself or with close friends, you know, the ayahuasca yeah. ceremonies were, you know, ran by um, uh, basically a clinical psychotherapist in the Bay Area who left her practice and, you know, trained with shamans in the rainforest, uh-huh. with Shipibo shamans and basically host these circles. And, you know, that was my first time with ayahuasca um, after the psilocybin. And that's when I really dove deep and you know, basically, it, I, I thought I was dying. Like I literally, in a way died many times during these ceremonies and, you know, just bawling my eyes out, um, you know, snot running down my face, yeah. throwing up, puking, um, just, you know, my body is like convulsing, shaking, there's just so much processing that I can't even bring words to at times. But now looking back, I'm, it's just, it's so profound how much the body can heal uh, and knows how to heal when we work with these medicines in the right set and setting, of course. And so, and with an ayahuasca experience, um, they talk about purging. And a lot of times mm-hmm. they'll say people will purge by vomiting or by shaking, by laughing, by crying. And it sounds like you had a lot of purging going on. Oh, yes. Is, is that what it felt like? Definitely. And, you know, when it initially happened, I thought something was wrong. Um, and then the more and more that I worked with, uh, especially ayahuasca, uh, I, I just learned to allow this process and trust the process because, you know, after the first, second time I worked with these medicines, I felt like a completely different person after. I mean, the depression was basically gone, anxiety, no suicidal ideation. My chronic pain went down significantly just after working with psilocybin and then let alone ayahuasca. That's when things really changed for me. And, you know, I just learned that, you know, this is, these are very potent, ancient, you know, sacred medicines. And, you know, they know what they're doing. I mean, they're here for a reason, I think. And there's no way I would be where I am without them, honestly. But yeah, I mean, they're very dark experiences at times, like the darkest things I've ever been through in many ways that have created the most light in my life. And that's the irony, right? Is this experience or these experiences, you you felt like literally like you were dying. I mean, you hear the term ego death a lot. Um, sometimes I feel like that is ego talking ironically at the time, but ego death, you, you, you feel like physically, like you're, you're dying and you're leaving your body and there's this whole cleansing aspect to it. Like you said, the darkness of the journey results in a, in a lightness at the end of the tunnel or a lightness in life. Yes, definitely. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing. And so I, I take it you continue to go through some of these journeys and continue to learn from the medicines? Oh, yeah. I mean, what's just so profound about them um, and just about the human potential to be unconscious, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong Mm -hmm. with being unconscious, but I honestly am certain to believe that the more unconscious we are, the more pain we can have in our life. And, you know, we then, that extends to other places and other people. And, you know, the more conscious I can be, um, the, you know, I can make more conscious, uh, actions and I can choose mm-hmm. instead of just react to life. And, you know, that's what it's really allowed me to, to realize is just recovering lost parts of myself and discovering capacities I, I thought I never had. And, you know, just feeling more whole and tapping into my, you know, authentic self. Yeah. What, uh, what else do you want to tell us about the, the specific work you know, with the medicines and, and the outcomes that you've had from them. Anything else that we haven't talked about so far? Well, you know, I didn't want to bring in um, the significance of like extreme trauma and childhood trauma and how that, you know, affects the nervous system. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, this kind of trauma when it's really extreme um, or chronic, especially with childhood trauma, it's very complex. You know, it's, it, it usually occurs, you know, with our um, primary attachment, you know, figures, you know, mom, dad, grandparent, um, it, you know, usually we're coming from a, you know, especially from zero to seven years age, we're, we're coming from a completely different brainwave frequency state, you know, the theta mm-hmm. brainwave and it's more hypnotic, you know, it, we don't have a lot of metacognition going on, if at all, you know, the prefrontal cortex is not really, um, you know, stimulated during this time. And we're basically just sponges, you know, absorbing everything from our environment without any filter of logic, you know, and yeah. basically if there's trauma during this time, I mean, it gets deeply embedded into our, our nervous system, you know, our mind and our, our body. And, you know, just because we can't recall it um, or remember anything about it doesn't mean that we're not, you know, affected by it all the time. And that's what's just so profound to me is like, I did not realize how much of my past I was carrying with me and how it was honestly making me really sick. Yeah. And yeah, I would not be where I am. You know, I, I feel like a completely different person and I feel free, honestly, in my mind and in my body, you know, most of my waking moments and that, that is not how I felt for most of my life. Wow. So, yeah. I, I, want to, I want to inject here. And then yeah. come back to it real quick for anybody that's listening. It's like, well, who does she think she is? She <laughs> is a registered nurse and a health coach and a functional medicine practitioner. So, you know, the, you're, you are somebody who knows these things. When you're talking about the prefrontal cortex and, and the development of the brain, this, this is something that from your uh, professional trainings and experience that you, you understand these things. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot that I, there's more that I don't know, but I know, enough, especially with working with, you know, hundreds of patients and clients, you know, different acute yeah. hospital settings, seeing some of the sickest of the sick and just realizing, um, you know, after talking with a lot of people, um, opening up and hearing their stories in the hospital, or just even with my health coaching clients, like, a lot of us are, are carrying a lot more than we think, and it's affecting a lot more of us than we, we understand. And there, there is a way to move through this and let go of things and really tap more into our power and our authentic self. And feel happy because, you know, that, that's really what life's about is feeling happy and free and connected, you know, to your, your authentic self and other people that you love around you. Yeah. And so, um, you know, within all these medicines and, and as a, you know, a professional in this field, um, what else do you want people to know to know about these medicines? I mean, do you talk about this? are you able to talk about these things in, in your professional life? Do you have to segregate them into different sections? Have you dealt with any resistance or any, tr- any uh, stigma, you know, around, around these subjects? I mean, how, how have you incorporated all this, if at all? I mean, <laughs> that's a funny question. Cause I mean, the majority of people, you know, even just walking down the street, if you were to, you know, start talking about psychedelics as, you know, um, potent healing medicines, you know, most people would look at you like you're crazy. And, you know, that definitely extends to the kind of conventional allopathic mainstream medical setting, Um, you know, especially in the hospital. Like, yeah, there's, there's no way I'm just going to start talking about the stuff, even though I know some people may be open to it um, and it would help them, but it wouldn't necessarily be in alignment and best for them to even hear that because they're just so sick. They're in a very, um, a very kind of traumatized place and their doctors are, are not going to be in alignment with that. So if I'm not in alignment with the doctor, that's going to confuse the patient, even yeah. if what I'm sharing is, is of truth and is backed by research, you know, and science. 
So that's what's yeah. so unfortunate. You know, I really hope more of these medicines will start being implemented um, in a more kind of vast way where it's more easily ac accessible to those who feel called and need it, especially those dealing with depression, anxiety, you know, PTSD, complex PTSD, and can't seem to make headway, you know, and mm -hmm. they feel stuck. Yeah. What about uh, friends, personal friends, like not, not in the professional world, but friends and family, how have they reacted to, you know, these journeys of yours and, and this, this path that you've taken and, and have any of them kind of seen the difference? I mean, you're talking about some real changes in your life from, you know, the anxiety and the, the depression and suicidality, you know, to, to having happiness, like you just said a minute ago, you know, tap into some personal power and have some happiness. So the reaction from your friends and family, both on the the stigma side, like, what are you doing, Holly? But also on the side of like, hey, I see a real difference in you. You know, what what have some of the reactions been like there? Yeah, I mean, most of the reactions are of people noticing a shift in me and, and many shifts, actually. And, um, you know, some people respond in a way where they're like, oh, you know, what is that? I want I want to know more about that. Um, but then, you know, unfortunately, but it's normal, there's a lot of people who maybe get triggered um, by me changing so quickly and, and honestly, just vibrating higher in many ways, and feeling really good, um, and more resilient to, to life in general. Um, yeah, it can it can trigger people, especially those yeah. who maybe are not feeling very good with where they're at. Um, mm. And then, you know, that's just with anyone, you know, sometimes when we see people who are maybe happier, you know, it can kind of remind us of how unhappy we are. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I never really thought about that, but it's kind of the way, the way friends and family can react with anything in life. When you come here and say, hey, here's something new that I'm doing, they can, because of their own thing, kind of have this, this um, tangential reaction or even negative reaction to what you're doing. Totally. Um. So how, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, yeah, I have, I have some of these things going on just like Holly, or I feel like I might have some of these memories or whatever. Do you have any recommendations? I know we want to be careful. You know, we don't want to say go out and do it. Cause even if, for me, people come to me and ask me for advice and I'm like, Hey, you have to come to it on your own path. I won't even tell you to do any of this stuff. But if yeah. somebody, if somebody does say, you know, I'm, fe I'm feeling the call or whatever, what are some of the first things that they should, should do or look at? Or do you have any thoughts or recommendations on somebody getting started on these journeys? Or do you want to just stay away from that? I mean, I'll speak to it a little bit. Um, you know, I think it, it, first and foremost, like it, this, this medicine, any of them, psychedelic medicine in general is not for the faint hearted. Um, yeah. Especially when you're taking larger doses, like, you know, if it's not done in the right set and setting, you know, who, let alone who's making maybe the brew of ayahuasca, you know, giving you these plant medicines, like, or any kind of psychedelic, really, um, you know, you, you got to be careful, you don't know necessarily what's in it, um, what kind of energy was put in it. And, you know, again, set and setting is everything yeah. you can be, you know, totally re traumatized with, you know, new traumas, basically, that are very uh, detrimental, if things go south in the sense of, you know, the set and setting was not right for you. Um, yeah. Or maybe you just were not fully ready. Um, but I would say, you know, if anyone out there listening, you know, feels like a pull, you know, a deep pull towards it, you know, go and, and research, you know, look into it, start, 
getting on YouTube, listen to other people's stories, talk to people around you, you know, read books, look into the research. Um, and, you know, definitely reach out to me, you know, if anyone has any questions about specific, you know, centers that hold these ceremonies around the world, because yeah. there are definitely some that are better than others. Yeah, and that's probably one of the primary things I see it all over the place online is people are always like, hey, I'm ready to do this. And, and I want to go but you know, where do I go? Which, which, you know, center in Peru or in, in Ecuador or in Brazil? Where, where do I go? And, and you hear so many mm -hmm. questions. So people can actually reach out to you and ask if they want totally. to. Awesome. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's very generous. Mm -hmm. um, what about integration? You know, you hear a lot about integration. Um, how, what kind of a role did that play? I think when you go through such a powerful experience as you went through, um, not letting the lessons just flow by like a river and being able to make them part of your life and learn and achieve that power and happiness that you talked about. What did you have to do in terms of integrating all that into your life? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, our bodies know how to naturally basically heal themselves and, and flourish and expand, you know, when we're surrounded by healthy signals and, um, you know, it, it's, it, these medicines are not necessary in order for us to tap into this kind of ability to kind of regenerate ourselves, um, heal ourselves and feel happy and free, but they are deep facilitators. They can help us kind of get to that place faster, but it's important to realize that it's not just all the medicine. It's not just all this external thing out there. Like a huge part of this process is like, okay, yes, the medicine, you know, worked through me. It did, it did, it healed parts of myself, but you know, we also have the ability to tap into that exact type of medicine without these psychedelics. And so that's really where the psychedelic, you know, integration comes in. It's like, you know, what did we learn from these medicines and how can we really integrate it into the modern day and age, which is <laughs> usually very different um, from a lot of where a lot of these ceremonies are hosted, you know, deep in rainforests, you know, yeah. um, out in nature, completely, you know, kind of off grid, you know, away from, you know, concrete jungles in general. And so sometimes, yeah, you can come back, to your, you know, these cities and just this modern way of living and, and kind of be in shock. And it's almost like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't even know how to integrate anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so different, but you know that, yeah, that's why I believe it's so important to, to work with somebody um, in, you know, before, during, and even after, especially after all of this stuff, because a lot comes up. I mean, it, it these things change you from the inside out and, it is for the better, but it can be intense. You know, change is not always easy. And sometimes we, you know, usually we do need help to integrate these things or else we kind of lose it, lose touch and forget. Yeah, that's a great point. I know sometimes the opposite can be true. That a lesson can be so subtle that you don't catch it. Mm -hmm. Until you start talking to somebody who knows kind of how to ask the right questions and really help and, and help you discover that there were some good lessons in a journey. Exactly. So you've been through all this and first of all, congratulations. And, you know, I, I feel like so happy for you that you mm -hmm. went through all this and made these changes. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, and now that you're at this point in life, you've kind of taken this and you're turning it around to help other people. Do you want to share with us kind of what the types of things you're doing and what you're doing officially to help other people who are kind of take going along the same path? Yeah, I mean, I work with 
people from all over the world, usually virtually one-on-one -on -one private sessions online through like Zoom calls. And, you know, most of the work that I do with my clients are during these coaching calls, you know, where we're on a Zoom call for one or two hours. And, you know, part of it also has to do with the modules of uh, information and just wisdom and resources that I, I offer. Um, but yeah, really the main work that I do is really just, it's all about the client and, you know, where, where are they at? What have they been through? You know, how is maybe their past affecting them and they're not realizing it and, you know, how, you know, chronic stress, um, mm. uh, affects us, you know, and, you know, how can we best process through this? So we don't kind of get in our own way, you know, it's really about how do we get out of our own way and tap back into, um, tap back into a lifestyle that is more in alignment with uh, how we're programmed and designed to live. You know, oh. our Paleolithic ancestors really wasn't that long ago, uh, generally speaking, over human evolution that we were living in a completely different way. And, you know, mo modern life is really not that long. Um, and we are living very out of touch with <laughs> kind of how our, you know, just our yeah. DNA is programmed and designed to be. And so, yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of it is lifestyle and diet and, um, you know, mindset training and all that. But, you know, a lot of it really, people don't realize that they come to me for these lifestyle diet changes. And then they realize that a lot of the reasons why they're not able to maybe do these things and make this action that they know will help them um, is because they are kind of carrying around trauma and stress and they don't know how to discharge it from their nervous system. So that's really a lot of the work I do. And, and they may not even know they're carrying it around. Oh yeah. No, most people don't. So they kind of come to you with, with symptoms or just mm -hmm. things that are going on in their lives and through the work, then, then they discover, they reconnect with how they're, how, like you said, how they were programmed and they may just uncover some trauma or some other issues as part of that whole process. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what else, Holly? What, what have I not asked you? What else do you want to want to share with everybody? much okay yeah we went over well that was incredible I, I really appreciate <laughs> you coming on here and sharing with us because like you said people say the words bad trip all the time and, and a lot of us will respond and say well there's really no such thing as a bad trip but for you to come in here and talk about some of these dark experiences and how they really you know showed you the light and, and helped you make some really great changes um, I'm just really grateful for you sharing those stories and and hopefully helping other people along their journeys Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really happy to be here. It's honestly a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Stuart. Yeah, my honor. Thank you, Holly. That concludes this edition of the Stoned Ape Reports. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Stoned Ape Comedy and subscribe to our newsletter at www.stonedapecomedy.com. Again, thanks for listening and catch you next time, Stoned Apes.